what's up, you guys? Hey, what's up? Somebody told me today that Lionsgate isn't real. Actually, it wasn't today. It was earlier this week. Yeah. So. Yeah. If, if that's what you've heard, then I'm so sorry <laughs> if for you. If you've been hearing that, then we're sorry. We didn't. We think it's real. Yeah. So. It feels very real. Yeah. Today feels great. Mm-hmm. Feels like a good day. Okay. Episode 14. Yeah. We're talking about veganism today. Yeah. Or just whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Plant-based diet, lifestyle whatever i'm honestly very excited to talk about this you too um but yeah um how was your week it was good um i found a dead squirrel on my property that was probably the on your property <laughs> it was on my property <laughs> got a hundred acres no just kidding we have a just a large yard but um he was dead underneath our grill and that was sad and there were a lot of flies and i had to how to dispose of him, which I wish I had a, a I wish I could have given him a proper burial, <laughs> but yeah, in the moment I was like, like a Viking funeral. Yeah, I would have like Send it him out into coffee pot. We bio. have such a large yard. I'm like, it would have been kind of nice to be able to like bury him or something, but I just in the moment was like, this is a lot. I'm gonna that throw seems him away. <laughs> really like a lot. Yeah, it just made me sad to put his little body in the trash can. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I've yeah. Done I it know. many times. I know. I know you know. <laughs> but yeah, like putting him in a little garbage bag. I was just like, this feels wrong, but yeah. there's no other option for me. So we were talking about it before the podcast. We are convinced that he died of natural causes. So. Yeah, he didn't have any visible wounds, so I have a feeling he was an, maybe an old. Yeah, man. he's an old man squirrel. Yeah. So other than that, though, my week was great. <laughs> what about you? It was also. I feel like I had a really good week. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of crazy storms this week. Yeah, we've been having really. That feels like last week. I know, but I was it was this too. week. Yeah, the weather's been really. The Bachelorette was freaking bonkers. Oh my God. Yeah, I hope that. I'm so excited for the next episode. I like, can... I never in my life did I think I would say. That. I know. I'm. I'm so excited. I'm so, for... <laughs> I'm so excited for the finale. The Bachelorette finale. <laughs> Honestly, listen, it's very entertaining, and last week's episode was a little crazy. Last week's episode restored my faith in the show um a lot of people because like it was like someone had it, we talked about how it, it was like he was breaking out of the matrix yeah the bachelorette right he was like calling it out for what it was yeah this guy I that's know, why that's, i don't want to give any spoilers but he was like yeah. he's like why does it matter he's like yeah. you think i fucking care about a rose right right <laughs> i was, was like basically oh, like this no. is not a game like yeah. this is i actually feel this way yeah, he was like i'm and, done playing the game yeah and it was very apparent that she did not feel the same way as him it was really uncomfortable to watch because it was. it was like I don't know I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but it's like when you're talking to a person and you feel like you're literally talking to like just like a sim character that's right. how I felt like macaroni Greg felt I felt yeah. like he was like literally being a human and yeah she, like he was speaking to like a computer player yes like she <laughs> did not seem to understand at all really what he was saying also i might have misinterpreted this but i felt like some people were mad at him oh i think a lot of people were which like i just so stupid and i was saying to you like i think if you weren't actually maybe watching the episode and like you didn't you weren't really paying attention and you just see them at the end of the episode getting super like pissed at each other and then her crying like 
okay but like if you if you listen to any of the dialogue and paid attention at all to what he was actually saying like there's no way you could be mad at him like he was not the person in the wrong in that situation right like spoilers but he definitely like he basically said he was falling in love with this girl yeah and then she stared at him for a good while smiling (laughs) while he was crying silence and then he said well how do you how do you feel and she literally said i love looking at you oh my god yeah like what the fuck like weirdest thing you could possibly say she didn't know what to say she was just staring at him which like he got upset and he was like okay well then like obviously what are you thinking like but I could see how he would be like, okay, so like I'm obviously not the person. Like, why would I keep going on with the show if you're yeah. not gonna want to marry me? Yeah, and like, and also like, are we supposed to get engaged without you having told me that you love me? That is and also like, the thing. he was like the part where he was like, oh, so like we're just gonna go bang at the fantasy suites and then you're gonna send me home. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, macaroni grand. That was when I was like, he literally. That was awesome. I think we all, if you watched The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, we all know what they're doing in the fantasy suites, but nobody really addresses it most of the time nobody actually says like we're having sex but like he literally was like so you just want to have sex with me next week and then and then that's it like what what is it yeah exactly (laughs) and she said she wasn't telling anybody that she loved them but like she didn't even say that in the moment she literally just which she could have 100 percent said and been like i do feel the same way but i've made a promise to like not telling anybody that honestly kind of stupid because the whole concept of the show is that you can fall in love with multiple people right exactly like, is that not what they're doing? No, like, that totally is what they're doing. So, and also, it's weird to even at that point when you have three people left to not even say, like, I'm falling in love with you. Right. I'm like, yes, I'm so, you're just going to go bang them in the fantasy suite, but you're not going to, you're not willing to tell them that you love them. So weird. He's literally like, he was just like bawling in he front of really her. really crying. And she just is smiling and says, I love looking at you. Like, like she didn't know what, and he, like, like that was going to make it better. <laughs> It was yeah. So uncomfortable. What did, yeah. Right. What did she think was gonna? What was he gonna say after she said, "I love looking at you," and also very fucking weird when somebody says, "I love you," and then you say, "I love looking at you," while you're crying. <laughs> like he was literally just sitting there bawling, and she's yeah. like, "I love looking at you." He right also now? told her like. I've never felt this way about anybody before. Like, this is the happiest I've been since my dad died, and stuff like that. And then she has nothing else to say. Like, I just totally. I think she was obviously the person. I feel like in maybe maybe she has some intimacy issues. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> because it's like the realer the people get, the more she's like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, right you now. could see it in her face. Yeah, like that she, she like, was like dissociating. Deta- yeah, she yeah. was literally leaving her body. Like, yeah. that's what I yeah. mean. It's like she was gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It was when you're talking to someone and you can tell that they have like they've exited. Well, they like, are just the character no, now. Yeah, I'm like yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. It was so weird. It was like talking to a robot in Westworld. Yes. She was literally like, You could see it. Howdy, partner. He's yeah. like, No, I mean, I love you. Howdy, partner. Like, no. Also, I love looking at you. I love looking at you. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she also was like, I told your mom that you're getting a rose next week. Like, what more do you oh, want? Oh, like, my God. That's the, that was the weirdest part yeah. to me. It was like, Why would you even bring that up? Like, that's fucking weird. Also, I told you. I told your mom, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like, chill. You're like, getting chill. a rose. I already told your mom you're getting you're a rose. You're going to go, you're gonna go to the fantasy suite. <laughs> you're having sex, like, obviously. Like, chill out. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's the funniest part is I feel like... Oh, Jesus Ooh. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my face scared the shit out of me. It was so loud. <laughs> Punch the microphone with my new nails. <laughs> I'm not used to them yet. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like the reason why she was so sad at the end mm-hmm. 
And this is just horrible of me, but I, <laughs> they had to leave three people, right? Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that one of them, it's very clear, she does not enjoy being around as much as the other two. Yeah. Macaroni Greg was one of the two that she really liked. Right. And now he's the one who's like, this is all a fucking game. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to pick me in the end mm-hmm. because of the way that this is going. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would I keep going on with this? So then he says he's leaving, which means that she has to go to the fantasy suite with, with the other, other guy. guy that she wanted to send home this week. So now... <laughs> No, this poor girl She's like, has oh, to go no. to the fantasy suite with this dude that I don't think she wants to go. And I think that that's actually what makes her the most mad. Yeah. That's what I'm, it's like, it's like the plan didn't unfold the way that she yeah. wanted it right. to. And so I don't think she really cares that his feelings are hurt. No. I don't think, she, I think she cares that she looks bad. And yeah. I think she cares that she has to go she with has this to, other guy. Yeah, like the things aren't panning out like the perfect way that she had like organized it in her brain. Yeah, which I mean. At least that's the way I've perceived it. Yeah, And no. it seems like. I I think that could be it because I don't know actually was she gonna send somebody home that episode and then obviously it got derailed because he left I think so because I'm pretty sure obviously in the end I think it's like only two people right so I have a feeling it's you're... supposed to be two people because that she meets both of them and then one of them mm-hmm. she's gonna propose to right and she doesn't like really know which one and obviously she's not gonna propose to the other guy the guy who's friends with Herb yeah <laughs> I can't even remember his name. Jason or they... Justin. We never know. Jason Derulo. <laughs> it's Jason Derulo. Oh, my God. She should pick him. Yeah, why would she not pick him? Like, does she not realize that he is very famous? Like, that's weird. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so Bachelorette, that was a fun, a fun kind of eventful episode Yeah, like, it once. actually really captivated me. Mm-hmm. The drama really. It captivated our hearts. It <laughs> <laughs> We were very into we it. Just, we're, we've been pro-Greg this whole season. Oh, I've been pro-Greg since the macaroni necklace. Yeah. I mean, I've been pro-Greg since he was so cute and shy. Yeah, and the like, minute he came out of that limo, yeah. he was cute. He was like, <laughs> so nervous. Yeah. And I was like... He's just been very genuine the whole time. He has. Which I feel like which is you also can't like, say for most of them. But also, honestly, shame on you macaroni greg like why are you on this show i know that's the other thing is like sometimes when you do like the person you're like i actually don't want you to win yeah because i want you to go have a normal life jordan and i were so happy when he yeah when he got so mad and he was leaving yeah. i was like yes because if you end up with her this will be like the saddest thing right the like saddest i think thing. and i think that's i think that is sometimes the fun part about the show is that you're not always you know what i mean like it's kind of like you're not yeah. always rooting for the person who is the like, bachelor the she bachelorette. should be with blake yeah, like they, they are make both a, a very similar level of everything. Yeah, like they, they're very, they're very, they're surface the same, but like maybe they're not, but like it just they seem very similar. Yeah, you know? they seem made for each other, and also that that's an instance where you're like, I personally would never pick him, but for her, I'm like that makes sense. Yeah, like she shouldn't be with Greg. Obviously, it's not a good fit at this point. Do you remember the scene where? Greg was watching them on the balcony. Yes. She was, he was watching Blake and her have yeah. their one-on-one, yeah. and he goes, I accidentally... <laughs> so he accidentally He's, saw it. Yeah. But he, he was, was out there forever watching Just, like, it. staring out <laughs> at watching them have their date, and then he was like, Blake I accidentally... He's like, I accidentally... Saw their one-on-one. And I was like, Greg, that was not an accident. It was an accident. There was also a camera pointed right at him watching yeah. on the balcony. They're like, do you want to go outside and watch <laughs> and sadly? accidentally watch it. This will be great B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that show crazy it's just so funny like i can't believe 
that it's real. I know, that's that. Yeah, well, it's right. not, but it is. I know what you mean. Like, it's a thing. Right. It's a thing that's been going on for a really long time, too. And we let it happen. Yeah. And people sign up voluntarily to be on it. That's, yeah. That, I don't think I could ever in a million years do that. Like, neither position. Yeah. Dating the person or being, like, the bachelorette. They're all like, very interesting crazy. people. Like, they're yeah. all very... You have to at least have, like, a little bit of a desire to be, like... A spectacle, yeah. right? Like, Trey. yeah, like you kind of, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like I don't know. There were there were actually so many. Like, I felt like the guys really got along a lot of them this season, which was funny because most of the time, like that really doesn't happen. Yeah, but the virgin guy, <sighs> but like guy. why awkward? Like, why did he be on the show? Like, it's like you've never had sex with a girl, and then you're like, this is the perfect opportunity for he, me to just, like... Yeah, and it's in that moment that you're like, okay, I don't feel that bad for you. Like, obviously, you signed up for this. It's not like anybody yeah. forced you as a virgin to go on this show that's very, like, obviously about, like, sex and, like, getting married. Yeah. And, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's funny, but... No, it's very funny. Also, there's When she gonna... was, like, no fap, like, she was basically, like, no one's allowed to masturbate. Yeah. That weird that was And weird. he was, like, I've been practicing for this my whole life. And, we're and like, I was, like, oh. Uh, Wait. You never even, not even with yourself? <laughs> like, whoa. What the fuck? Is there a rule about that? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and the, the funniest part was he got sent home after they had their cuddling session. Oh, God. And he told her that she reminded him of his mom. <laughs> so awkward it's a it's an entertaining show yeah i really did not want to watch it for a really long time i know i felt the same way for a long time too i I really i resisted yeah but it is after you watch one season you do get kind of interested in it because it is it is a kind of weird social experiment too oh for sure right like just that many people dating one person dating yeah (laughs) but there's going to be another bachelorette too isn't that weird because yeah. Michelle is also going to do... They're going to have another season, I think, in the fall. Oh. That I don't know crazy. why I don't know why they did it that way this year, but they decided that Katie and Michelle would both get their own season of Bachelorette. They should do two seasons at one time. That's they what I was like... 30 girls and two, they should do 30 guys and two girls. That's what I was thinking was going to happen at first, because I was like, that that's going to be... Yikes. Like, what if they like the same guys? Obviously, that would be really dramatic. I don't know if they can handle that. The show is already, like, dramatic enough. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Also, Blake came in late. I remember that now. That that really... I actually did not predict that first episode that he would even stay, because usually they do that in, like, the seasons. They throw some random person from a past season in just to, like, stir shit up. But, like, that person doesn't usually stay, because it's a little weird. It's usually just for drama, but obviously that's... Obviously, that's why I like this kind of is because I'm like, okay, obviously I did not predict that correctly, yeah. so it's not always the case. But yeah. I, I did not predict Macaroni Greg jumping off. Not at all. That was crazy. Yeah, because he's just been like the nice kind of quiet guy the whole time. He hasn't blown up at anybody ever. That was my favorite thing ever. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Go Greg. <laughs> Team Greg all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> Aye, aye, aye. Okay. Well, so, and then we always watch an episode of RuPaul after, <laughs> yeah. as like eye bleach. Yeah, we started watching RuPaul, which like really sad that we've never really seen it before. Really, can't sad. believe that. Yeah, like I don't know. We how... always say we're gonna watch it. Yeah, we do. And now we've actually started to do that. But we started. Well, we started with a really early season, and then 
recently we watched a couple episodes from um, season seven. Yeah. Which is when, I think that's the first time you see Trixie Mattel. A lot of very famous people in this season. Yeah. Okay, I guess we should talk right. about actual stuff now. <laughs> Let's talk about veganism. Yeah. Um, should I do the weather just real quick? Sure. Okay, so August 9th through the 15th, I think. Yas. <laughs> We're going to start using a lot of terms from RuPaul. Just get a lot ready. of terms that we should not be. <laughs> We're using them incorrectly, too. Two cis straight girls. <laughs> Eleganza. Like, really just throwing them in whenever. When we were trying to figure out what, um, what is it? The plane? Oh, the song that they were singing? Yeah. Their lip syncing? We could not figure yeah. that. We're like, you obviously have to know more about drag than we do to know yeah. what all of this is I was like, is where about. is this original song? Yeah, we could I would love it. to find it. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, we watched a lot of good TV this week. We had to tell you guys about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the sun is in Leo on Monday. The moon is in is moving into Virgo. Mercury is across from Jupiter and Venus is across from Neptune. And then Venus is trining Pluto. So both Venus and Pluto are in Earth signs. Um, and then on Tuesday, the moon is going to move to be conjunct with Mars. And then it's going to end up being... I literally don't know how to read any of this. <laughs> did you write it in a fever dream? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I literally am like, what the fuck did I write? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly it. love that i know i'm like i don't understand it's hilarious because i feel like i feel like every week you always interpret everything you've written down like exactly i know much. like you never struggle with i know that. i'm like what does this mean anyway the moon's going to be conjunct to mars on tuesday and then venus is going to move into virgo as well mm-hmm. so the moon in virgo have fun editing this like jesus but the moon is in virgo what i think about when i think about the moon in virgo which doesn't your mom have her moon in virgo yes okay mm-hmm. cool so the perfect big person L. for yeah. you to think about big l <laughs> so when i think about the moon in virgo i think about taking inventory mm-hmm. um tidying up and setting goals mm. especially since the moon's going to be conjunct mars um and then venus so right now mars and venus are both in virgo and then the moon's going to be moving into Virgo, and it's going to go past Mars, and then it's going to go past Venus. Mars is actions, Venus is relationships. And then also the moon is going to be trying Uranus. And so Uranus is um, still in Taurus, and that's an Earth sign. So they're going to both, they're going to all be in Earth signs, but they're two signs apart. Mm. So basically, Uranus is all about change, right? Um, and then Virgo is all about precision tidying like things being very particular and so like (laughs) it's also funny that we associate virgo with like serial killers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is such a thing but like this like meticulousness is what i think of when i think very like um specific um eye for details Mm -hmm. and so when i saw this on tuesday what i was kind of thinking in my head was like while the moon is in virgo we're kind of taking inventory tidying up setting goals and stuff but like really be thinking about what is naturally instead of trying to instill change mm-hmm. in those areas of our life by being so meticulous i think sometimes it's better to think about like what is naturally changing in your actions or your relationships for you in that moment because like i think we think a lot of times when we're looking at these like transits and stuff that like this means that we have to do something mm-hmm. to like make 
to like it's like we always think that we have to do something for that forward motion for that evolution but i think that a lot of this is naturally occurring Mm -hmm. so like that's one of the cool things about astrology to me is i feel like it's like i've talked about it pretty much every episode but it's like this like energy that's hitting the collective that's causing all these changes Mm -hmm. and everyone reacts differently and i think that being conscious of it is important but i do think that a lot of times these are things that are going to happen whether or not we are conscious of them right i just think that um it can make it a little more comfortable if we are conscious yeah but i was thinking with all with the moon in virgo and with that being trying to uranus Mm -hmm. and with the moon being conjunct to mars and venus kind of like that might bring up some areas where we're noticing changes in our relationships or maybe in our actions or routines Mm -hmm maybe just be more conscious of how that is like basically things are working out for you like things are slowly changing so that for the better be conscious in that this week of how your relationship to other people and to your own routine are changing in a Mm -hmm. way that might be more beneficial to you and you might be a little more keen on the details you might find more opportunity for planning and for cleaning and that kind of stuff this week while the moon is in Virgo. And it should be in Virgo until about Thursday. On Wednesday is when the moon's actually going to be conjunct to Venus. So it'll be right next to Mars on Tuesday, right next to Venus on Wednesday, and then the moon's gonna move into Libra on the 12th, which is Thursday. So Libra's all about balance, justice, amicability, giving, getting along with people. The Libra moon is gonna be Let's see. It'll be trying to Jupiter, which is in Aquarius still, still going retrograde. And then the Libra moon will be squaring Pluto, which is in Capricorn still. So remember, Venus is in Virgo, so that'll be trining Pluto at that point. Um, So I think that Thursday, maybe, if you have noticed any changes in your relationships, hopefully by Thursday you're noticing that it's like more positive. I feel like whenever the moon is in Libra, I just feel so friendly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. personally how I feel. Yeah. Um, and then Mercury is going to be moving from Leo into Virgo on Thursday as well. That one makes me a little nervous. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Virgo is like very, um, I don't know, precise. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe, it'll, maybe it'll help me a little bit with my thoughts and words, maybe. but I don't know. I feel like we've been in a place where, like, we've been very bold and, like, Mm -hmm. self-sufficient and, like, thinking very positively, especially about ourselves. Yeah. And so I'm like, if we move into Virgo, is that going to make us a little more self-critical? Maybe. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we've had a lot of fire in the sky, and that's all kind of dimming down as we're ending Leo season. It's kind of what's happening right now. So Mercury will be moving from Leo into Virgo, and I believe that that happens on Thursday while the moon moves into Libra. So that'll be nice. And then Friday the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. How fun. Ooh. The moon will be moving from Libra into Scorpio. Um, So the moon will still be trining Aquarius and then squaring Pluto, and then Mercury will be actually, I believe, conjunct to Mars on Friday. Yeah, because Mars will be in Virgo. Hmm. So... Whenever Mercury and Mars are together, Mercury is your thoughts and Mars is your actions. So that could be really good, especially Mm -hmm. since they're both in Virgo. Virgo is like, get her done. Yeah. So if you have anything you'd like to get done on Friday, that might be a good day to do it. The only thing I would say is since the moon is moving into Scorpio, that can be for some people a little more intense Mm -hmm. in like the emotional realm. Yeah. But 
should be fine. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday the 14th, let's see, the moon is in Scorpio, which will be squaring Saturn, which is in Aquarius. And then Mercury is going to be conjunct to Mars, which is in Virgo. Um, so this is kind of like a head versus heart moment. So your moon's going to be in Scorpio. Scorpio is a very like penetrating sign. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, very, um, I always think about it like seeping down into the cracks, like, mm -hmm. cause it's a water sign, but like, I picture it like getting down into like the nitty gritty of yeah. like how something is going like really like in the, like the shadowy depths kind mm -hmm. of like intensity. Yeah. Like and... intensity, like finding like the root source of things. Yeah. Um, and then but so the moon's going to be in Scorpio, but that's going to be squaring Saturn, which is an Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And Saturn is all about like lessons, um, rules, regulations. And it's an Aquarius, which is an air sign. And Aquarius is like the genius, the thought, the like um, the future. And so I feel like there's like kind of like a, a juxtaposition between those things, like mm -hmm. the moon being in Scorpio and then squaring Saturn and Aquarius. It just seems yeah. like like where is the... Where is the difference between, like, what you're feeling and mm -hmm. what you're thinking? Yeah. Like, what do you see as the future for yourself? Like, it's almost like I'm picturing Saturn and Aquarius makes me think, like, because Saturn is all about, like, lessons and I don't want to say judgment, but, like, kind of, like, regulations and, like, what you, like, being realistic, mm -hmm. I feel like, is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's an Aquarius, which is, like, very, like, forward-thinking, like, futuristic. Right. And so it's almost like... Are you being, are you holding yourself back a little bit by thinking that things have to happen a certain way mm -hmm. in the future? Like, or are you, are you open to, yeah. Or are you open to like how you really feel like how you want to move forward? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I wrote down a little bit. Yeah. I wrote to go with the flow this weekend. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. And then Sunday, um, the moon will be moving from Scorpio into Sagittarius, um, the moon will be squaring Jupiter. It'll be trining with Neptune, which is pretty cool. And then um, finally, Venus is going to move into Libra, which I'm super excited mm -hmm. about. Venus is like our relationships with other people. And Libra is just like yeah. such, a, such a friendly sign. It's a good place to have it. Yeah. the Venus likes to be in Libra. And so Sunday, we should have some reprieve from any, if you are having like any sort of like emotional upwellings over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday there should, should be some reprieve. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, I don't know why this was so difficult to read this week. You know, can't always make sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like, it looked like gibberish to me. Yeah. Anyway, that's the week. I'm excited because there's nothing that crazy happening. This yeah, it, sound, it sounds manageable. It yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm a rising Scorpio, so I'm not that scared. You know. <laughs> you, you've got experience with it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about veganism. Yeah. When did you go vegan? When um, did you call it vegan? Like, when were, when yeah. were you like, yeah. I am vegan? So, I think, obviously, you had gone vegan before me, so I already knew from you kind of what it was, but I didn't know a lot about it. And at that point, I think when you went vegan, I wasn't really, like, leaning that way yet. So I think when you went, I kind of was like, huh, interesting. So I think I like looked into it, but I didn't like make any changes at that point. And then it wasn't until um, the summer of 2014, I did an internship for, and I just randomly did this too. I don't even think, I didn't, I didn't do this with the intent to become vegan. So I did an internship with an animal ethics agency out of California that summer. 
And that was just coincidence. They just needed an editor to edit ethics-related research papers about the animal. That is so trippy. Yeah, like, very, very weird that, like, I just kind of picked that because, like, I was just looking for an internship, honestly. Like, I just needed work. So I did that that summer. And I was editing research papers about basically any ethics-related thing, like, with regard to animals. So... Um, I think the first one that I did was like bullfighting. So it wasn't all like the food industry, but the first paper that I did was on bullfighting and I bawled my eyes out. Like I, the minute I started looking into all of this stuff, it just made me so emotional and sad. And I was like, I just felt like I couldn't keep reading these things and Mm -hmm. keep looking at it all and like not making a change in my own life. So that was like, I don't even know how many papers it took, but the next day after I was like, I'm going vegan, I just like cut it all out and just did it cold turkey or whatever that's awesome (laughs) but yeah so that was that was the kicker but I think you had kind of already like I already had it in my mind that it was like a thing you could do because I think before you did it I had been like vegetarian or you know loosely vegetarian like obviously I think as a kid I still like ate random things but I think I I tried it a bunch of times so I like knew what that was but yeah veganism was still like very new at that point like I feel like nobody I knew besides you was vegan and like, I don't think it was super popular yet, I guess. I don't know. Like I wasn't hearing about it a lot yeah. is what I'm saying. So yeah, that was summer of 2014 was when I went vegan. Cool. That was what, seven <laughs> years ago? Um, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Wild. I know. Yeah. So wild. But yeah, that was, it was just like, is, isn't that weird that that was like the internship that I picked? Yeah. Like, if I hadn't done that, I wonder how long it would have taken me. You know what I mean? Like, Do you would really I... think that you didn't have any sort of, like, you're, you weren't like, oh, animal ethics, like, this is going to make me... No, I think, well, I don't know. I think I, I honestly don't think I thought about it. Yeah. Like, I think I literally went into it thinking, like, I, I like I like animals. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think, like, everybody. You're I probably like, like, yeah, like, puppies. Like, yeah, I was nice like, oh, yeah, them. yeah, no, I care about animals. <laughs> I'm like, no, this sounds cool. Like, yeah, and it cool. wasn't even, like... I wasn't even, I wasn't getting paid for it or anything. It was literally just like I needed something to put on my resume that I like edited these papers basically. And it was everything. It was like, um, the first one was bullfighting. It was like the poultry industry, the fur industry, goose down. Like I was reading them about like, like everything. And it was just making me so emotional. And it was just for sure the the moment that it all clicked in my head. Like how do we like eat these things and buy these things and not connect where it's coming from like that was when my mind was just like blowing up because I was like this is disgusting yeah like like the goose down and I don't know just like so many things that you don't even think about you're just like buying a pillow and you're not really thinking about it and then I read this paper and I'm like that's fucked up like like, pure like violence went into it like just like oh my god and because I think it was helpful because I was reading research papers they were not emotionally charged papers like they were very scientific and like factual papers so it wasn't even like I was so sad because I saw you know what I mean like there was no emotion really in it I was just reading pure facts and feeling like completely like like I just couldn't even I couldn't keep doing it without changing something yeah so that was the moment for me and that was like for me at that point, it was really just about the ethics of it all. I hadn't really even yeah. considered the health benefits of it yet at that point. That was literally, and I, or the, I mean, I think I was reading about some of the environmental benefits at that point, but like that, like that moment that it sparked for me was really just the like ethical stance yeah. behind like not eating animals. Yeah. So that's 
really cool. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that story in a long time. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've told you before, but I haven't you talked about have, it in a long time. definitely have, but, like, time. I think we obviously talked about it back when we first went vegan. So, right. like, I had, it, I had forgotten a lot of that. So yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. I feel like just was meant to, like, I think that was meant to be that I was supposed to do yeah. that internship and that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm like, would I have... I don't know. I mean, like, you obviously had already gone vegan, so, like, I, it's not that I had no influence in my life at that point, but... I honestly don't think that other people doing it affects you. Like, yeah. at least not for me, because I remember one of our friends growing up trying to make me feel bad about chickens mm-hmm. when I was younger, oh, and I, I yeah. literally, not only did I not care, I mm-hmm. made her cry, because yeah. I was like, you're, like, chickens are stupid, like, I was saying all these right. things, and she was crying, and I was like, I can't believe that this person's crying over this, so don't worry if you feel like that, like... Well, first of all, you can feel however you want to feel about right. it. But I'm just saying, I wasn't... I guess I should go back to the very beginning. Yeah, so t- t- tell the story of, like, how you went vegan. Yeah, so <laughs> when I was very young, like, as a child, I... My dad told me... Cause, because I remember the first time I, I questioned my parents about mm-hmm. eating animals, and mm-hmm. I was like, this seems interesting. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And then I remember my dad telling me that all the animals that we ate just died on their own. He was like... <laughs> He was like, well, they die of, like, natural causes, and then we eat them. And so in my brain, I was like, oh, that checks out. Like, if I need to eat chicken nuggets, then, like, that's totally cool. Like, if the chicken died, then, like, yeah. (laughs) That's my civic duty to eat these chicken nuggets. I was like, well, there would be dead chickens everywhere. Like, we need to eat them. It's a logical (laughs) thing when when your parent tells you that. You're like, I believe you. Right. And so I was like, okay, like, I kind of... I don't know. I just yeah. kind of, I was, like, I was like, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Which happens to most, like most of us don't. And like, most people don't tell their kids like, oh, like we basically, we kill them and then we eat them. Yeah. And... Nobody's really describing that process. <laughs> right. So I children. was like, that checks out. That's yeah. fine. But I've always really, really, really loved animals. Like, yeah, just like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like ever since I was little, it's been like the one thing that I'm just like constantly obsessed with. It's like with. a through line yes. in your entire life. <laughs> so yeah. I've always been obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And then when my dad said that we had to eat them and not not necessarily that we had to but like you were doing it because it was like yeah but like that's what we needed to eat to be healthy right and milk is good for like the whole yeah thing. like the whole thing about yeah. how like we have to eat those things to be healthy and mm-hmm. like it was fine because the animals like were had died yeah and i was like okay yeah, so like, i just went with it just accepted it um over time as i grew up i started to cut more things out of my diet just i don't know it just kind of happened naturally mm-hmm. yeah so first i stopped eating um, pigs because I don't know why, but like pigs are like super, there's something about them where I don't know. I don't think I even realized that they were bad for you. I just think that I was like, I like them. So like, I, what I don't, I don't really know why I would eat them. Yeah. And then the same thing happened with cows. So after a while I was only eating fish and poultry. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people call that vegetarian. That's not vegetarian. No, that's (laughs) like not really anything. (laughs) But I was eating fish and poultry, honestly, because Mammals are easier to relate to yep. as a mammal. Yep. So it was like, I relate to these animals. Mm-hmm. I would not like to eat them, but it was easier for me to understand eating something that was different. I think that's what I did too. I went pes- yeah. I went pescatarian where I was just eating fish right? for a while. And that was the next thing that I yeah. did was for a while I only ate fish. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while I'd go back to eating birds and fish and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I went to college and in college... I studied wildlife biology. Mm-hmm. So I was taking a lot of environmental classes and a couple things happened all at one time that kind of initiated me changing my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The first thing that happened was honestly at the the dining halls at 
um, UGA, they had vegan options. And so that was like, honestly, that's cool. The first time that I had seen like vegan written on something. Yeah. And so I would try them because like I always would eat whatever, honestly, as long as it wasn't like a cow or a pig. Like I've always been super like, I'll eat whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I started and they had soy milk at the dining hall. So they had a lot of things that were labeled vegetarian or vegan. And so um, I just over time kind of started, it just seemed very intuitive to me. Like I just started like getting like I never really got the meat at school like I always mm-hmm. got the vegan or the vegetarian options yeah just because it was literally labeled and I was like that's cool like I feel like I don't know something about it just seemed good yeah that's cool that they labeled it they didn't do that at yeah SEO. and I think that that put the word in my yeah. head and so they were they were even like vegan cupcakes and stuff like that and so like I would just eat like the yeah. vegan cupcakes instead of getting the regular cupcakes yeah. because I was just like oh like that seems good mm-hmm. and in my head I feel like I was just like yeah like that seems better for me yeah. it just I don't even I didn't really think that much about it you were just doing I it. was just doing it because I was like yeah that seems good and so then I was taking all my classes and granted none of the people who taught me in school were vegan or vegetarian that I know of yeah. but or maybe they would have been vegetarian I, none of them seemed like they were vegan or vegetarian right. but even like you said it was a very factual environment mm-hmm. but yeah. a lot of the stuff that I learned while I was taking classes really shocked me about how about how bad for the environment eating mm-hmm. animals was and eating certain things was and how, like certain things about our lifestyle. And so that was like my second big thing where I was like, wow, that seems really bad. And I was yeah. like, and every time you mentioned like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, this is just the way it is. Right. But I just learned a lot about how like conventional agriculture was really bad for the planet especially animal agriculture because animals take up so many resources like the amount of animals that we have just in america to feed americans every day is an ungodly amount like you can look into all of this on your own i don't have like facts or anything in front of me today but there's just a lot that goes into keeping that system going as Mm -hmm. far as resources and land and just a lot of things and it creates a bunch of pollution and it creates deforestation in a lot of areas it is horrible for like a lot of people cull certain animals in certain places so that there's no competition for humans there's just so many things that go into it Mm -hmm. so just keeping it vague that was the second thing where i was like that seems really bad yeah and then the third thing was i just wanted to be healthy i had Mm -hmm. never really um we basically, Jordan and I both did sports in high school. Yeah. We both ate literally whatever we wanted. We did not care, didn't care really at, at all. Yeah. But then when I went to college, I definitely wasn't like rigorously exercising at all Same. at first. Like at all. Like I was just like doing, I was trying to live my life. Everyone always tells you like, you're going to go to college. You're going to get unhealthy because like. You're eating the dining halls. Or, yeah. Like, like everyone always says that. And I was like, I've always seen myself as a really healthy person. Yeah. And so I was like kind of a little, I wasn't like obsessed with it, but I was like a little curious where I was like, I would like to stay healthy while yeah. I'm here because like, I just, that's like kind of what I um, identified with as like a healthy person. So I was like, I would like to like stay healthy. So I was right. kind of like curious about it Mm -hmm. but um freshman year I didn't do anything as far as like I wasn't like vegan or anything but I was definitely like vegan curious Mm -hmm. because of the dining hall because of the classes I was taking and then because of that yeah I also had like a shit ton of anxiety and stuff um 
mm-hmm. freshman, freshman year. year. Yeah, like I went to the I went to the hospital uh, one time. Yeah, and my blood pressure was like stroke level, Jeez. like because yeah. I was so stressed out. Right. Um. And so that was the other thing where I started having some health problems, and then that was what really made me start looking into like heart health, which Did kind you of have asthma at that point. Too? I had asthma. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I had asthma. Right. I had an inhaler. I took medications. Yeah. I was like doing. I was like. I thought I was a super healthy person, but I think what that kind of showed me in those moments where I was like, I don't feel good. Like bad things are happening to my body. I don't feel the way that I want to feel. And so it kind of, all those things kind of happened all at one time. Mm -hmm. And obviously the internet is a thing. And as I looked into like heart health, because I went to a cardiologist after I went to the hospital and he was basically like, yeah, you're really stressed out. Yeah. So that's when I started looking into like meditation, yoga, those sorts of things. And that was like, honestly, what opened the door to like my woo-woo-ism was yeah. freshman year of college when I was like, obviously, whatever I'm doing isn't it's working. Like not working yeah. And I was not drinking coffee. I was not doing anything. Yeah, that's the It wasn't even yeah. partying or anything, like right. doing crazy drugs. Like nothing that crazy was happening. I was just like absolutely anxious. Yeah. Which there's no rules. Like obviously you don't have to believe this, but personally, I do believe that like eating animals can because they're like in such traumatic conditions like mm-hmm. that there's no way that that doesn't affect you like eating, eating something, something that's, that's been tortured yeah it's so stressed out yeah it's whole, it's whole life. life and then you're eating it like i do think that that has something to do with it yeah but i that's beside the point right now but anyway all those things were happening mm-hmm. kind of at one time when i moved into a, an apartment and i had my own kitchen to myself i started like looking into recipes and stuff like that and then yeah. once again i started with the curiosity of having the vegan things at the dining hall Mm -hmm. with the environmental aspects of everything that I was taking in school and then with my own health like all those kind of trifected together yeah and I was just looking into healthier recipes and like trying to live my life in a way that was making me happy because I really wasn't yeah (laughs) at all right and so that was just one thing where I felt um that I could make a difference and Mm -hmm. so I really started looking into healthier recipes it wasn't always vegan at first I ate eggs and um, goat things and I would go to the farmer's market and get like local things. I wasn't eating any meat at that point really unless it was chicken and that was like very rare. Mm -hmm. But that was sophomore year of college and I did eat chicken sometimes or like turkey if I had to go to like a place to eat out. Yeah. But I was and there was a lot of vegetarian options in Athens and so I just feel like I slowly started to like realized that I was not eating it and mm-hmm. then I felt better yeah and then that was when I really started to look into it so then it really like I was like wow like I think I could do this mm-hmm. like I think I could actually be vegan yeah. and so I, I tried to like look into it and the more I looked into it the more it just like resonated with me mm-hmm. we can talk later about how we joined various cults yeah <laughs> and now <laughs> and how we got ourselves out of those yeah. but I mean I do think that in a way, even though I don't follow all the rules and regulations and yeah. lifestyle choices that other right. people did, but I did find a lot of people who, honestly, I feel like saved me because I feel like I I would have never. I, I feel like it helped me change my life into a trajectory of like where I am today, yeah. where I feel like I am very much in control of my health. I feel very positive about mm-hmm. the way I feel. Yeah. I haven't had had blood pressure in forever. Yeah. I haven't taken medication in forever. Mm-hmm. Haven't had asthma since I went vegan. Yeah. Have my my times when I'm running are significantly better than they were when I was in high school. Oh yeah. I feel fitter. I feel healthier. I feel happier. So that was just kind of like the catalyst. And I will tell you that at, when I finally decided to go full fledged vegan, mm-hmm. it was because I so I had watched some documentaries on like health and the environment, 
but I'd been putting off watching this one documentary called Earthlings, yeah. which I mean, I don't really suggest everyone watch this, but like I do, if it's not good enough, I always, I don't know how I feel about people who like shame people who won't watch yeah. footage that's tr- problematic, but I will say like, if it's not good enough for your eyes, like why is it good enough for... Earth- your stomach like, yeah. to eat for your life. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like it's like I do think like I was alone at my apartment and mm-hmm. I watched Earthlings and I was bawling crying the yeah. whole time. And that was when I was like, I will never eat an animal product again. Yeah. And I didn't ever since I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. I have not touched an animal product on purpose. I don't yeah. buy animal products. I don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just it just like really like you said, like it was like one of those things where I was like, wow, like I it just seemed so you just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore. It's yeah. like, I literally don't see animal products as food anymore. Like, no. Like, it's not for me. Yeah. Which, I feel like that's... I, I I think both sides are cool. Like, I feel like the way that you gradually kind of came into it is interesting. Because yeah. I feel like it is very intuitive to, like... It sounds like it was very intuitive for right. you to, like, kind of gradually wean yourself off of all of these things. Right. Like, I wasn't honestly thinking about it. Yeah, it which is cool. Like, happened. it just kind of naturally, that was the progression. Yeah. But I do, like, looking back, the same thing as you with that. Mm-hmm. You can see place. the moment. I can where see it was the like... moment. And I can also see, like, the universe conspiring around me. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. I don't feel like I'm supposed to eat animal products. Like, I, I don't either. If you feel like you're supposed to, then, like, you do you. But I yeah. genuinely just feel like even looking at the back like looking back at the like way my life has gone yeah. and like the issues that I've had and like the ways that I've gotten over them mm-hmm. it seems very much in alignment with like my core values yeah. to not eat them so it's like I, I just and to like do the best I can to be a good neighbor <laughs> to yeah. animals of the planet like it just yeah. doesn't feel right at all in my body like yeah and I feel like some people go into it and they have so much conditioning on, like, what is going to happen to them. Or, like, right. there's so much, I don't want to, like, brainwashing almost of, like... Yeah. Because even, like, when we're growing up, you're, like, you need this. They tell you all you the need... things that you, you have to have. And yeah. you slowly realize that those things are not necessarily important or good for you. And I think like, that because I went so slowly, yeah. I realized that, like, I wasn't doing the things that I, I thought I would... Like, it's almost like I... Because I didn't go cold turkey, mm-hmm. I just realized that, like, I didn't need things. It's like, oh, like, right. I feel fine without that. You and then, like survive without it. Yeah, and so I, I wasn't thinking about it so much. Where yeah. I, I do think that people who, nowadays, there's so much information about it. When mm-hmm. people go vegan, they, there's, <laughs> as soon as you type in vegan, I'm sure there's, like, a million scary stories that pop up of people being like all my hair fell out and I also died yeah. and also all my teeth fell out and then yeah. and then I I ate um, bone broth and pure blood yeah. and I bounced and back to the health. I feel amazing. Yeah. yeah and so like it's like now there's all these people but like we've talked about before it's like whenever you're asking a question the answer is always you create your reality. Right. So at the end of the day whatever you want to do is perfect for you but if you think that going vegan is like um or being plant-based or not eating animal products is like a sacrifice of your health or like that something bad might happen to you if you don't do it perfectly. 
which is also funny because who's eating perfectly? Nobody. Well, like, no one cares about what they're eating until also, they're like, plant-based. I think and then, we all know that, like, n- nothing is technically cruelty-free. There's always going to be yeah. some person who's getting hurt in the production of whatever you're consuming. So, like... Hopefully not in the future, but... No, not... Yeah, hopefully one day that's not happening, but, like, I guess I'm just saying... Yeah, it's, like, impossible to do anything 100% perfectly. Yeah. So, like, trying to do that is, like, you don't, don't even try to do it perfectly because yeah. it's not going to happen. It's almost like literally just like listening to your intuition like when i walk by the meat aisle i'm like oh no it feels like yeah now when i see it it feels obviously I don't even think of it as an option anymore but i also am not even interested or like none of it looks appetizing like i don't know it's very like yeah i just don't even pay attention to it anymore but i do think that people have like fears like i've heard people talk to me they're like i like i think my body does better when i'm vegan but when right. i'm eating vegan i have to eat so many more carbs like people say like they have these things that they tell really themselves. Really interesting things to me that, like, yeah. I'm like, I have not thought about that mm-hmm. in so long because yeah. of the way I eat. Relaxing into the thought that it is beneficial for you, for the planet, for everything. Like, right. I feel very aligned with it. So it's like when I do it, I'm not, like, thinking, oh, no. like, I'm not allowed to have this or, like, I'm I don't know. Not, it's just it's just weird to me that, like... I'm not counting any of the macro or micronutrients that I'm getting in, like... I. I just, we're, we're eating intuitively. Right. So. Like as much as you want of yeah. plants. I just, in my brain, if it comes from the planet and it is a plant, yeah. then I'm like, why would it be? If it's not processed yeah. food, obviously, how could that be? Like, if it is a potato, how could that be bad for you? Yeah. <laughs> if it is, I don't know. Like, things like that. I'm just like, when people try and demonize. Rice. I'm like, do you know, like, right. civilizations have been born on the back of rice and corn rice and potatoes. and beans. And, yeah, like, it's just, yeah. And people, obviously, like, there is something to, like, glyphosate and Roundup and right, all those right. things being sprayed on we our cups. That's horrible. That. Yeah, but it's like bad. But the plant itself can't get demonized just because... That's, I don't know. It's just because humans are doing that too. Right, it. or people are afraid to eat fruit, which is just bonkers I know. to me. It makes me sad. Which fruit like, is literally begging to be eaten. Right. It's like, please eat me. Yeah, it looks it's it looks like that for a reason. Right. It's like not it's like super colorful eat me. for no reason. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like it's I truly think that fruit is just like such a good fruit. Like I yeah. think it's so, so good for you. Yeah. I think that I think carbs are so, so good for you. Yeah. I think that avocados are so so good for yeah. you. Like but you can see how like that mindset has been cultivated from like a belief mm-hmm. that I don't know it's like I feel like you have to almost like work from ground zero yeah. to like get yourself to to feel to... positively about eating plants yeah like, because I think like we were probably all raised with the same like um calorie counting and like weird. fat is yeah. bad for you like everything was low fat when we were kids because that was yeah. the thing it's just we it's not anybody's fault it's like we all grew up that way for most of us, like, we weren't raised vegan or raised like, anything but the normal, like, mainstream, yeah. you drink a glass of whole milk with dinner and, like, weird shit like that. Like, I, I just feel like we all have these things oh, that we're gosh. conditioned with. <laughs> I know, that brings back a, a lot of me drinking milk. Goldfish uh, and whole milk. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like, it's you just, gotta get your calcium or you'll die. <laughs> right. The Got Milk posters literally yeah. everywhere in our school all over the place like it's just which is so weird because like we're not cows yeah when you really think about it and like most people wouldn't drink that yeah and like our generation like most people would not breastfeed their children but would feed them cow's milk i'm like what the actual what the fuck fuck is that yeah Yeah. also like the argument whenever people try and come at me when 
I'm talking about like like uh, impossible burgers or something like uh. that. I'm like, here's the thing. They're, they're like, oh, I don't know what it's made with. It's not healthy. It's whatever. I'm like, burgers aren't healthy. It's frustrating to me when they come at me with that argument because I'm like, first of all, I don't think anybody eats burgers as a health food. That's yeah. never how it's ever. Yeah, ground beef. Nobody's Pure think, health. Yeah, no, I don't think any of us are under that illusion. Also, like, I don't eat that all the time. It's a thing that I treat myself to, just yeah. like you would treat yourself to a burger made from a cow. I just feel like sometimes with those arguments, I'm like, okay, I'm not, that's not the bulk of my diet. Yeah. I'm not eating impossible burgers for every meal. Like, yeah. I feel like those kinds of arguments frustrate me because I'm like, I am not trying to claim that that's a health food. Also, that's the other mis- like misconception people have about veganism is that it's healthier. It's healthier. It's like it can be. Yes. If you if you do it that way, but I'm still eating. Like I still eat. We both still eat like Processed vegan junk food. food. Every day. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like, but there are things in both diets that can be, quote unquote, bad for you. Yeah. But it's like it's your mindset and it's also like what do, what are you trying to get from the lifestyle? I'm also thinking of it from every angle. I'm like right. health, ethics, environment. Like it's not just one thing for me. So when somebody's like, "Oh, you can't you just have like this once in a while just like treat yourself or like cheat." And I'm like, "I would never think of it as cheating because right. I'm not thinking of it as, as a diet. It's like this is how I am now." And I have no like if I was just doing it for the health reasons and it was like, yeah. this is my diet. And then well, that's like, how I feel about plant-based. Like, obviously, we both eat very plant-based. Right, we, we cheat eat on plant-based because yes. we're eating, like, processed vegan, vegan food. food. Yeah. yeah. But I, but just because I like to eat health food doesn't mean that I'm going to deprive myself if I want something that's not. Exactly. But I think it's it's just funny when people try and pose it as, like, if I were to eat something that wasn't vegan, I would just be cheating on my diet or whatever because I'm, like... It's yeah, not it's a just diet. it's not a diet, but it's sad that it's like that's the that's the one thing everybody always goes to is they're not really thinking of it, that I'm in it for they're not thinking which this is another like aspect of like I don't like people perceiving things about me because I'm like you obviously don't know me that well if you think that the only reason that I do this is just because I want to be skinny or something oh, like that's the thing that, that really fucking pisses me off yeah is it, I'm like I never really went into this with the mindset that like this is a diet that's just gonna like make me fit or something yeah. like I just came at it with a different angle and I feel like it just makes me sad when yeah. people like just assume that I'm in it for the the for the aesthetics yeah just for the look or and, to be like, part of a, a club yeah because like I don't really care I I just I don't know yeah I feel and the it's same funny because it's like like we know we know people like Lexi's vegan too like we have obviously like a little group and Ryan's vegan we have a little group of people who yeah. are vegan but like for the most part a lot of the people that I hang out with are not vegan but it's like they don't make me feel bad I guess for like being vegan yeah or maybe like even if they like tease me about it it's like they never do it in a way where it's like they're yeah. trying to literally make me feel guilty for yeah. doing this thing which is why well, sometimes people associate it with like with like a religion and like I yeah. honestly don't get offended by that because yeah. I do feel like it is a it is almost like a belief system that I have found that aligns with that makes me feel good yeah it's like sacred it's like, to me yeah. yeah like it's something that is very important obviously this is all like with a grain of salt. Like people, when people are like, well, "What if you were in a situation where you were gonna die, but you well, had to?" Of course, I would do whatever. Obviously, you would choose to yeah. stay alive. Yeah. yeah, like it's like I don't know. Like why can't? Why do we have to cross that bridge right now? Like why can't we just make the best decision with the moment that we have right here? People get pissed off that you are promoting veganism 
because they're like, well, what about food deserts? Or what about people who can't afford vegan diets? Or what mm -hmm. about this? Or what about that? What about people who are like living in the Maasai Mara who can't be vegan? I'm like, I'm not talking, I'm not talking to, to them. them. You think they're following me on Instagram? <laughs> no. Like, honestly, get off your fucking high horse. My message is not for them. Yeah. And like, like my message is not for people who are houseless or who can't like, it's like, right. obviously not. Like no. people, once again, obviously you don't fucking know me. Like right, that exactly. pisses me you off. You think that that's what I'm yeah, trying to And say. you're projecting yeah. your, like, I don't know. It really makes me mad because yeah. that is something that I'm just trying to do the very best that I can. Is it perfect? No. Right. Do I know everything? No. But from my perspective right. i'm doing the best i can to make good choices to yeah. be the best person i try to consume as little as not as far as food but like I know but it's like we i try to like yeah be very minimalist and yep. i try to like buy the thing like if i can afford it i buy the brands that i can mm -hmm. i try to get organic when i can i try yeah. to do the right thing and i think that everyone does but it does make me so mad when people are like oh like so you're saying that people and like that are native american aren't allowed to like i'm like no would, Absolutely not. I would literally never say that to anybody that I like. I, the, I'm talking to the person who lives next door to me, who goes to Publix every day, right. who has a like a decent car and a Netflix subscription. I'm like, there's not, and also people also think that you have to eat like low carb, like fucking paleo veganism, which is like weird and like I don't. I'm like, yeah. you can eat rice and beans and oatmeal and be okay. I am living proof that you yeah. can eat rice and beans oh, and oatmeal. Me too. Literally, I've eaten rice very cheaply as a vegan. I've eaten very expensively <laughs> yeah. as a vegan. Yeah. As my income has fluctuated, yeah. If you mm -hmm. think it's complicated, that's not on me, and that's not on veganism. That's you thinking that health is complicated. That's you thinking that your body's out to get you. That is mm -hmm. something that is a separate issue. Yeah, it is not eating plants. No. Because, yeah, like, logically... The cheapest people... The people who have the cheapest diets in the world and, the like, eat mostly plant-based. Like, mm -hmm. most people around the planet are eating rice and beans. Yeah. And they're not obese. They're not, like... Yeah. It's just crazy. I, yeah. It's... There There are so many... So many things. I know. So many misconceptions. So many... So many judgments people pass on you when you... And also, like... It makes you quite a reflection of people's... Yeah. That's... Yeah. And, yeah. It, and that's hard because then you feel like... You feel like they're, like, they are kind of aiming it at you, but it's because they're looking at their own. People are, feel uncomfortable that they feel like you're doing more than them. Right, Because right. most people do align with the belief that hurting animals is wrong. Yeah. Abusing animals is wrong. Yep. Killing something when you don't have to kill it is mm -hmm. wrong. And most people would argue that unnecessary suffering is not in alignment with yeah. their core values yeah and if i told you that not eating that eating animals was unnecessary mm -hmm. completely for you, you as a as a, like a suburban person living yeah. in united Somebody states of america to... you don't need to eat it right it's not going to make you healthier mm -hmm. it's not going to make you any sort of way there are, are vegan olympians right like it's like there's not a reason to do it mm -hmm. so in my head it is unjustifiable it's right. unethical right. i'm not going to pass judgment on you because everyone does it i would have literally no friends i would never be able to find work if i did not right and i think that is a that is something that i think we've both struggled at or struggled with at various points in our life because there it is hard right when you do go vegan to especially for your family and especially if you are looking at it for ethical and environmental reasons when people like don't 
don't want to listen to what you have to say or like don't really understand it that was really hard at first because you do feel kind of ostracized like you feel like you you feel like you're the only person who understands these things yeah and you're like and you've woken up to a world where there is death all around you and no one is paying attention to it it's like you've never paid attention to it knowing what i know having the perspective that i have Mm -hmm. i it, it is like unjustifiable i will never do it yeah but I do understand why people do because yes. it's it's very and also I understand why people don't want to hear it because that's extremely uncomfortable. It is especially the longer you've gone eating a certain way, it is extremely uncomfortable to like. And honestly, the ethical portion, even Ryan, like the ethical portion, is a lot of times very difficult for people to grasp until they've already been eating plant based because mm-hmm. it's easier to watch when you're not participating. Yeah. If you are eating chicken and mm-hmm. watching what happens to chickens, that is really hard for your brain and yeah. for your heart to it's take. It's like you just kind of detach from the situation. Right. And you just don't want to think about it. Right. Which yeah, I feel like that is also getting older too, like growing up kind of because we both went vegan I mean well, well, how old was I when I was in 2014? I'm, I was like 20, basically. Yeah. So, like that, that is a long stretch of time now that I've been vegan, and I think you go through phases and you grow up kind of like, like yeah. within the like ideology of veganism, and you do realize that like everybody is coming at it from a different angle. So like you can't expect everyone to just like you know drop everything and do it yeah it but it is hard to deal with that because you're just like i wasn't i wasn't special right you know i just kind of like decided to do it one day and yes and when people are like well i was raised differently i'm like you think like no one in my family is vegetarian or vegan anyone who is is or even slightly is is because i already did it right right no one created that for us true yeah is what i'm saying and so it upsets me when people are like well you don't understand like where i'm from or where i was raised i'm like no because once again you Mm -hmm. are assuming a lot of things about me that you... we were born in the south yeah we grew up with meat and potatoes and the whole yeah thing. like my mom smokes like it, it, like there's nothing like i'm just saying there was nothing inherently super healthy about my household or super ethical about my house like like we i lived very normally yeah. compared to most people that i we know both grew up in like a, a normal suburban right kind of environment right which we were very privileged to do of once course. again yeah. like it's like when people get upset because they're like well you don't understand like where I'm coming from. I'm like, I don't have to because yeah. like it didn't really matter. You get to decide what you're gonna yeah, do like, from what, here where forward. Where are you now? Yeah. What do you wanna do? Yeah. Do you wanna do it? Like you yeah. can. <laughs> and like can we drop all the like I don't know, the yeah. confusion around it? I like know. it doesn't have to be that complicated. That's and I think that's the other thing is people with any diet or anything, people try and make it complicated or they, they maybe don't know they're doing it, but they're unknowingly most of the time making it really complicated where they feel like they have to read books and they feel yeah. like they, which not to say that you shouldn't it read helped books. It in the beginning. It is helpful. To hear perspectives. But I guess I'm saying like, I just think it can make it more complicated because yeah. then you feel like you're restricted. It goes back to what I've said about the, the like cultivating badass beliefs about yourself and cultivating badass beliefs about things. Mm-hmm what does the person like the version of you or like picture the person who you look up to is just like it just seems super glowing and like healthy and vibrant and like never has any issues and like is just doing really well Mm -hmm. and like is unbothered what do you think they believe about their body and food yeah like they're probably not like counting macro like the person who lives to be 110 isn't counting macros or like worried about like yeah they have to get this many grams of like fiber and protein in a day yeah and like omegas and like Mm -hmm. all these supplements like yeah i just don't think that that is the key to being healthy yeah and i think that it's really um sexy 
And it's really mm-hmm. enticing yeah. to think that there are answers like that where you're like, if I just measure this or if yeah. I just do that, then I'll be perfect. Right. But like, I don't think that that is what happens in life. Like, I think that yeah. that's not actually feasible. I think that most people who live like that find more problems because they are literally looking for they're them. They're looking for them, yeah. And they're literally fixating on things that are not conducive to health. Like, yeah. they're worried... They're literally looking at all the issues that they have and they're just magnifying them every day. Right. Constantly worrying about your digestion or, like, constantly worrying about, like... Yeah. Your, like, what you're going to eat Which for I your remember, skin or... Yeah, and I've done that. Like... We both used to be like that. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, well, if I eat that, like, I'm going to get a stomachache. Yeah. And then you, guess what? I would. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're kind of manifesting that. Yeah. Like, you're basically... Like, when I used to eat, like, we, I think we both used to, we went through many phases of veganism being, like, high carb, low fat, and, like, no oil, and, like, I don't know, there's plenty of things that you can do to, like, make it restrictive, and not that, that's the other thing, is I feel like people look at veganism itself as being restrictive, and I don't really look at it that way, I just look at it as, like, like we said, this is my belief system, and this is how I eat within it. There are trillions of things to eat in the plant on the planet yeah you really only eat like what milk egg cow pig chicken fish it's really that's really not that's a small small amount of what else you can eat yeah so like to me it doesn't feel restrictive at all because i'm like there are literally billions of other things i could be eating right there are so many options now too like yeah i mean unfortunately the way that the economy is set up it is not like things are slowly moving towards Mm -hmm. plant-based i do think like personally i'm the aquarius here so like i think the future is vegan i think humans 2.0 are going to not be able to eat animal products Mm -hmm. i think that we are evolving to be more plant-based i think that the planet wants us to be more plant-based i think it's better Mm -hmm. for our heart and Mm -hmm. our soul and our brain i just think it's better for you Mm -hmm. that's just my personal opinion yeah based on my life experience Mm -hmm. i personally think it is the way of the future yep I don't know that everyone's going to get there in our lifetime, but I do think yeah. that that's where we're moving towards. But I do understand, like, everyone has been, like, the whole world is set up for you to live a certain way. Yeah. And this is part of it, mm-hmm. is eating animal products. It's, yeah. The economy is designed around it. Yeah. We subsidize certain crops and certain chemicals to feed animals mm-hmm. so that the animal products are cheaper than broccoli. Right. So that you have to buy... I don't know. There's just a lot that goes into it from the milk advertising. Yeah, it's not made to be easy for you to eat a different way than what they want you to eat. And the reason why they're grown in the way that they're grown is because it's extremely economical. Like, it's, they've got it down to a science. There are actual sciences. At UGA is a huge um, school for poultry sciences. It is a major. It's called poultry sciences. And it's literally about, like, how to squeeze the most profit out of literally raising chickens. Crazy. There was a poultry science center. I had classes in that building. They had chickens in cages. I want to cry thinking about it. Yeah. It was really sad. But yeah. they did research on chickens to figure out how to grow them the quickest. What's the quickest way to kill them? So how weird. do you skin a chicken the quickest? Like, yeah. how, like all these things. Like it's all about how do you can grow something the quickest to make with the least amount with the least amount of resources in the smallest amount of space yeah. to make money off it. Do you think that they care about how the chicken feels? It is literally just sick. Like yeah. it's sick. But that's the way that the world works. Yeah. And so it's like everything is super economical. It's all super detached. It's not heart based at all. Mm-hmm. It's very much like from the mind. Like yeah. how can we create as much protein? Because people once again think that there's some significance to protein, which we could talk yeah. about in another day. But right. it permeates every single aspect of society. Yeah. Like it really does. And yeah. I think that that was 
part like I I think the reason why veganism is so important to us is because it is part of what made us think about the world differently. It made For me sure. realize that I like that you didn't have to subscribe to a certain paradigm. Yeah. It made me realize that I didn't have to follow what everyone else said and I could still be healthy and strong and do whatever I wanted. Yeah. It made me feel a lot more independent mm-hmm. because I didn't have to like I don't know because like I felt like I was almost like it felt rebellious at yeah. first at front. like you know it feels rebellious and I yeah. I wanted to, to touch on how you talked about how we go through different phases yeah. when, when you're going through veganism I have a lot of like it makes my heart hurt like I feel so much sympathy for the militant vegan mm-hmm. and I it makes me really sad that that is some something that is like so um made fun of in society and yeah. like people are like oh well at least you're not like a militant vegan or at least you're not like uh at least you're not like throwing fake blood on people and like yeah, yeah. People you have to understand the like the, <laughs> the pain that causes someone to act like that like yeah. it is when you open yourself up to understanding the amount of suffering that goes into like a just one standard day in america mm-hmm. even just like one percent of that if you if you constitute all the animals as just one percent of that mm-hmm. that is an enormous amount of suffering and if yeah. you are open to, to perceiving that mm-hmm. then the world seems extremely violent yeah and it is really hard to not feel that way sometimes mm-hmm. and i remember feeling that way yeah, I do too. and i try to keep myself from feeling that way but mm-hmm. i do feel sympathy for people who feel like that especially if they've been vegan for a long time and yeah. they still feel like that yeah. that's not something that i would want to make fun of because yeah. it makes me sad because i also feel like that mm-hmm. i'm just trying to exist in society so i can't yep. yell at people yeah we can't yeah and and that to me was always the hardest part was the societal part of it where it's like people judging your choices and looking at you a certain way. People thinking way. you have an eating disorder. And, yeah, and comparing you to other people they perceive as whatever. Like, yeah. it's just it is very complicated. Yeah. And it, and I think when you first become vegan, it, it just feels impossible to ignore all of these things and to like not say something to most people. And it's not to say that I wouldn't talk to somebody about it. I just maybe would talk to them in a different way than I would previously. But I still, but like you said, it doesn't mean I don't feel that way anymore. Like I still feel sad about it and I still feel like passionate about it. It's just you get to a point in your life where like it is really exhausting to like. <laughs> and the most important thing is how you feel. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, I'm not going to like subject myself to feeling that pain all right. the time. It's like watching the news 24-7. Right. It's just like it's I the same thing. can't. Yeah, like you have to be able to just like be happy and and not feel that way like 24-7. Yeah, it's... but I do feel sympathy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I definitely understand. I still relate for sure. Yeah. And it is hard to, like, be the brunt of that, like, when people make fun of the militant vegan, and you're like, yeah, I guess it's hilarious. I think at first I would maybe be like, ah, whatever, (laughs) but, like, now I'm just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to, you're just trying to make the situation less uncomfortable for people, but now, usually, if somebody tries to, like, come at me with something, being like, oh, I don't do it because this, this, and this, I'm just like, okay. Like, yeah, I don't feel the same. need to, like, come back with, like, all the things that I do and why I make it work and whatever, because yeah. I know for a fact that, like, have to say, okay. they're literally just telling me that because they feel uncomfortable. Well, uh, um, I did write down some, like, resources. Like resources? Yeah, I think I did, too. 
Well, I wrote down some people to follow for sure, like Ooh, on yeah, Instagram. Um, Tabitha Brown. Oh my god, yeah, she's so cute. She makes a lot of really delicious looking things on her Instagram that are all like really easy, and she's hilarious. Yeah, so she is. Hilarious. I love her. Um, Ritual, obviously, like uh, just Ritual ve- is my dad. I was about to say vegan daddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like. He just, I don't know, I just, yeah. I love everything about him. He's so inspiring to me. Yeah, and he has a podcast we both listen to that, like, he has all kinds of people on the podcast. They're yeah. not always necessarily vegan. But oh, not at all. Yeah. I feel like 20% of his podcasts yeah. these days have to do with it. Yeah, he just has, like, I don't know, but his story is just very inspirational. His um, autobiography is really good. I, I got it, read it on Audible during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we're still in the pandemic. Right? Yeah. But um, during, what's it called? Like lockdown. lockdown yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was really good. I need to read it. So he was like it. a, he was an alcoholic and he was like super unhealthy. Yeah. And then he like literally turned his entire life around, but got he, sober, he was, went vegan and then became like a yeah. world renowned ultra marathon. How old was he? Like when he even went he was vegan 50, too. I think. Yeah. He was like something like that. He was 46 or 50. Yeah. He was like, he had already lived a lot of life. Yeah. He'd already he, had kids. Like he'd already, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I feel like that's why it's so cool. Like I love, I love it when people do things at an age where everybody else would be like, "Oh, you're too old for that," or yeah. something, or like, "You, it's too late. You can't yeah. change things now." Like a new version of you can start in any moment. Yeah, he's very cool. Yeah, um, Ellen Fisher. Ellen Fisher's. Oh my God, she's YouTube. Hawaii mommy. Yeah, she's very cool. Yeah, she has ebooks too, like cookbooks and her stuff. Her food looks so good. Yeah, I love. Yeah, her. she makes like pure plant meals look. Yeah incredible yeah yeah and she also i feel like to me personally like her and ritual are very good like they are very healthy yeah people but like they have very um i just feel like they have good mindsets about food yeah like i feel like ellen fisher's food is very like well-rounded like it's very like she eats a lot of like fruit and stuff yeah but like i feel like she eats like plenty of like all the stuff mm-hmm. I and mean, like she'll i don't know i just feel like she has like a very yeah. wide range of things that she eats mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a very good um example yeah of like quantities and like right like she's a lot of food and she has five kids yeah i think four, four. or five yeah anything else i think i just had like books to read I put starch solution, how not to die, yep. how not to diet, China study whole, forks over knives. I, say, I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna read whole or a China study, I'd read whole. Yeah, because I think it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, they're a little dense. Yeah, like I feel like if you read one, they're how written not by to the die and person. how not to diet are very dense. But yeah. like if you ever are afraid that eating plant based is not good for you, then that will whip that right out of you. Yep. Super fast. Same yep. thing with whole and China study. Yeah. They're very dense books, but like that took any sort of like indication like if I ever thought I was doing the wrong thing like Mm -hmm. reading those books I was like okay I'm fine everything's fine yeah they're also nice to like pull facts from sometimes yeah because I remember when I right when I had read whole I was a little bit better equipped to like have discussions with people about stuff because I had like all these numbers that I memorized but yeah like those are how not to die is really good too like that one you don't even really need to read like cover to cover you could also like if you are curious about like one topic yeah. yeah you just like look up like how not to die from diabetes or heart disease or yeah. whatever. And you could read just like that chapter. And the coolest thing about that book and all these books is that none of them contradict each other. Yeah. All the science says the same thing. Yeah. Like eating the same, Which like is refer- eating whole plant foods is really good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, boom. That's all you got to know. Yep. Um, yeah. 
documentaries i put forks over knives Mm -hmm, i love that one what the health game changers and then these two honorable mentions i put cowspiracy just because that has to do with the environmental aspect and seaspiracy and then i mean this one's not really about veganism but fat sick and nearly dead that's that one where that guy does like a juice cleanse for like a whole year because he's like really sick Mm -hmm. and like i don't think that that's what you should do necessarily but i'm like that guy literally lived on juice for a year like, like he had like the mindset be fine on that she would be fine. Yeah, and, and just like was, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's just interesting that people are so yeah. concerned about like protein and like their right. omegas and stuff like that. I'm like, this guy literally Lift drank juice, juice. Yeah. for a year. Once again, not saying you should do that. I'm just saying like, you are more resilient than you think. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think that's yeah. a good takeaway. I'm sure there's a million people I can there think are of. So, I literally, like there are so many people, but I feel like too, it is nice to kind of like do your own research and like look into your own stuff because you're going to resonate with different people like 100 percent for sure and then the the warning just don't like treat anyone it's sometimes it can be valuable to have like a guru for a minute yeah but like don't let anyone's perspective on how to eat vegan right be like the way that you have to eat yeah don't because that's just like not sustainable you have to like just listen to yourself yeah do what you feel you should be doing and if those people are helpful then that's cool I just think like nobody like you shouldn't be making anybody like an idol right basically nobody else knows how you should eat every day yeah from day to day like that's weird like the more I think about it the weirder that is to be like I'm gonna model the way that I eat today based on someone else like that's really weird yeah but I do think that it's inspiring to see the way other people eat especially when it's like a like I was saying like when it's very like abundant and fresh and it's Mm -hmm. like inspiring to you and it looks delicious and it looks like very happy and healthy like those are very good people to follow but like I would never be like anyone who tells you that like you have to eat this for breakfast or else or you have to like right like that was like that's really weird (laughs) like the which like if this works for you then cool but like raw till four and like high carb low fat like if you're living somewhere really cold like I don't know West Virginia (laughs) right like that's a really hard thing to do and like you don't need need to do that it's not going to make you healthier than another person who's Mm -hmm. eating oatmeal for breakfast so like just do oh for sure you want to do yeah Like, find what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Also, find what feels good. Yeah, because if but you also, don't feel like eating salad, then you don't have to. You yeah. can find a different way to get your vegetables. Yeah. But if you love salad, then, like, freaking go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, don't be afraid to eat a lot. Yeah. And also, like, don't be afraid to eat more than just a salad. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's a very abundant lifestyle mm-hmm. if you're doing it. If you let it. it be. Yeah, if you yeah. let it be. If this is helpful, then cool. Yeah. That's like all we really Yeah, but it has to, to come from for. within. Like it, yeah. it shouldn't be because someone else is telling you to. Yeah. You, if it feels right to you, then go for it. That's it. That's what we had. This will be a longer one. Hope you guys liked this one. Let us know if... Uh, I know obviously we always talk about things other than astrology. Oh, but sure. if you want our um, very unprofessional opinion about like the bachelorette and rupaul's drag race like we can keep talking about those things too like we don't know a lot yet there's a lot to unpack there is a lot to unpack so happy (laughs) happy week (laughs) i was literally just gonna say happy have a good week (laughs) okay bye bye